and thank you for tuning in to episode 5 of the second season of the Tide Pod podcast. This episode was originally comprised of an interview with four students of different ideologies about their political beliefs. These four students were contacted based on a political demographics survey put out by the Tide in the fall of 2019, as well as their interest in being interviewed. This survey was meant to gather a representative glimpse of Richard Montgomery's students' political beliefs and involvement. However, we only had 348 responses. Unfortunately, the Tide Pod had issues with the original audio of this episode that resulted in the intended recording being unpublishable. Instead, the Tide Pod interviewed three Tide editors and advanced journalism students to give audiences an inside look into the making of the political survey and an analysis of the results. These editors have a unique perspective on the survey as they contributed to making and sending it out to ARM students. In this episode, you will hear from these editors about the questions, results, and demographics of the survey. Today, we are joined by arts editor Mary Ma, editor-in-chief Shivani Tawari, and features editor Christine Zhu. Your host for this episode is Brennan Rose. Hi, my name is Shivani Tawari. I'm a senior, and I'm one of the editor-in-chiefs of The Tide. Hi, my name is Mary Ma. I'm a junior, and I'm an arts editor for The Tide. Hi, my name is Christine Zhu. I'm a senior, and I'm a features editor for The Tide. Okay, well, welcome. So to start out, um, just give a general overview of what was the purpose of the survey and what questions did it ask about the political opinions of students at RM? So um, I think in general, our main goal was to, I guess, figure out the political leaning of this school because a lot of times when like we write a paper, we often struggle to find people who are really willing to be like named as like conservative people when it comes to interviews and things like that. And then, like, we've kind of spent so much time dismissing how we have such a prevalent liberal perspective by just pretty much saying, like, it's a liberal school, it's fine, but we just kind of wanted to see if that was actually true. Just based off, do you personally know if, was that true? Was more people um, responded liberal and conservative views? I think in general, most people responded liberal, but we were looking at the spreadsheet class and we color coordinated it. We made conservative red and liberal blue, and like we had a spectrum for that. And for that, from that, we got to see um, the more, like I guess, the more minute details. We got to see that there are a number of conservatives in the school. No, we didn't, even though normally we wouldn't assume there are. That's cool. So in general, going back to the survey as a whole. Um, how was this survey conducted and how and who received it and how did they get access to it and were able to respond? Um, so this survey was conducted during rocket time and uh, students were like, it was an optional survey, so students chose whether or not they wanted to answer the questions. And yeah, that's how it was conducted. <laughs> <laughs> so in general, the statistically, um, 348 students responded to the survey, our students responded to the survey, and 47% responded as they were female, 44% uh, reported themselves as male, and 9% um, were either students who identified as another gender or preferred not to answer it. And then in terms of race and ethnicity in the counts, uh, 16% were African American, 30% identified as Asian American or Pacific Islander, 42% as white, 16% as Hispanic. 2.6% as Native American, and 16% as other raceable class- classifications not listed above. So with all of this, these differing variations of percentages of all these different ethnicities, um, do you think this survey was representative of the school? Um, and do you think that this diverse selection of students um, 
were able to respond to the political survey in a beneficial way. And do you think all this, um, so many different minority groups and ethnicity being represented here kind of impacts the, the, the political opinions in the school? So if I'm being completely honest, we didn't get as many responses as we really wanted. So I think the fact that we did get a minority majority in our responses is pretty significant in like actually reflecting um, the diverse, like actually being able to kind of reflect the diversity of RM. But at the same time, like we had that issue of Mary mentioned, um, it was a completely optional survey and some teachers just like didn't even announce that it was a thing. So we didn't, like I think we could have definitely been more, we could have potentially gotten more a more diverse viewpoint, especially because I think we also had more freshmen, sophomores, freshmen and sophomores answer than any other age group. Like, we didn't really have that many seniors respond at all. So I do think that, like, while we did really, we were kind of successful in achieving racial diversity and arguably gender diversity, um, we didn't really achieve the same level of success when it came to, like, actually encapsulating other aspects of the school. And even though we got over 300 responses, we still have to keep in mind that there's over 2,000 people in our app, students, like, there's over 2,000 students. And so even then, it's not reflective of the entire student body. Yeah, that's like a, obviously a very small amount participating in it over the 2,000 plus that are in school. Um, so, approximately, this is based on the survey, 57.47% of the students, they cited this not taking part in any, in, um, in a form of political activism during the last year. So what are your thoughts on this? And do you think this this points to a role that politics plays in schools and how students are invest and how students are invested in politics, how they how often they keep the news and how often they're involved in what's going on? I think inherently whenever you conduct any sort of political poll, you're more likely you're you're less likely to get people who just don't care about politics to actually respond. Like for example, it was pretty clear that our poll was like asking for political leaning. So I feel like we could have potentially missed out on a lot of the not super politically active, like not like more centrist vote just because like if they're not really involved in politics, why they probably wouldn't care that much about responding to a poll that's where the topic is politics. But I think it was still really interesting to see like the levels of youth engagement in politics in general. Do you think that a low percentage of youth engagement, because the 47.47%, do you think that low level of political engagement kind of, do you think it adds or affects the political, I guess, environments in RM specifically? I mean, I would personally argue that our our very highly political environment isn't necessarily due to things like classroom environments or things like that. I feel like it's a, a couple of like notable activists, primarily those who are like super involved in SJ, especially on Montgomery County's regional SJ, who are kind of acting as the main political voice of this school. And because like, I guess for lack of a better word, like they do tend to be like very outspoken, very loud about like their political affiliations. So at the same, I feel like just like our the idea that ARM is a very political school is more based upon like a small group of very, very political active people rather than the entire school being politically active. Do you think that students, that students and the younger generation should play a more active role or do you think that they should 
try to fight more for the causes that they um, that they that they believe in or that they play a significant role in the political environment nowadays? I personally wish that they would, especially because like it's our future that we would logically be fighting for. But at the same time, like I understand why it can be extremely hard to really engage politically, especially when students have like so many other responsibilities and like well things like calling your representative are like pretty easy actually participating in and organizing a bunch of demonstrations can be very very hard and also when people respond to things like our survey they tend to have a very strong opinion whether it's very positive or very negative or in our case very liberal very conservative so then the people in the middle they're not very politically active and they also just don't really take the time to respond to things like that. Do you think that kind of centralist viewpoint is kind of getting lost with just taking one side or the other? So among the survey, the most commonly cited issues that students were passionate about, which, you know, kind of adds the student activism part, were climate change, quality across race and gender, gun control, the LGBTQ plus community and poverty. So what does it say about the the demographics of our students and where they fall on the political spectrum, and is there any real uh, reason why these issues are more important to students at RM and in the RM community versus students at other schools or students in other areas of the country? I feel like it's just it's what's relevant today because with climate change, Australia is burning right now, and so and right now it's January, but it was like seventy degrees last week, so you can see it's a clear problem. And there's also all the shootings that have happened recently, so there's that's why gun control is prevalent, and with poverty, it's like the schools that were throwing out lunches so that students couldn't get them because they didn't have enough balances in their account. So you can see that it's reflecting in arms population that they care about what's happening right now. Um, is Do you think the, the arm community as a whole really focuses in on certain issues, like the, one, the ones that it's listed, climate change, gun control? poverty, others, do you think that the armed community as a whole focuses in on them? Or do you think that these issues, since these are only based um, off the survey that we took, do you think that these are representative of the issues that RM cares about as a whole, or just the students are responsible to the survey? I think it's representative of the issues that RM students like care about as a whole, because if you sort of notice like the school school-wide events that are going on and like super PAC and like sort of political activism clubs, I think that's a lot of what they're fighting for and like what they talk about and things like that. So, and I also think that it's not just the RM community. I think it's like a whole nationwide thing. Like these issues are really important all over the nation and I'm not trying to generalize or anything, but I think that it's sort of, um, we're influenced by what's what other people find important too. Do you think the younger generation, um, not just kind of, not focusing specifically and solely on the RM community, do you think the younger generation cares specifically about these issues more than others, and why do you think that would be the case? I would argue that gun control, like, I mean, we have to obviously look at polling data from, like, probably CNN, Washington Post, etc., to really see what people think around the country, but I would argue that, just, like, based off the you can kind of tell that gun control is definitely one of the most important issues to students, especially when you see student groups like March for Our Lives and Team Enough basically kind of rising in all over the country. And then um, I would argue that like when you see 
candidates such as like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, very progressive candidates, gain actual traction when it comes to political races. I think you can see that like issues such as income inequality and just like poverty are also very important to American youth because like those are issues that very progressive candidates tend to push more than anything else. And then, yeah, and then I would argue that like, I think we saw a lot of people who argue for like women's rights and then LGBT rights. I think that could just be um, around a culture of, there just tends to be more acceptance for the LGBTQ community and a more, um, I guess, feminist culture within the younger generation. So I think that just reflects in us caring about those issues a lot more. Do you think that, obviously, because RM um, has a lot of diverse issues with different uh, people's opinions and different, you know, people people in RM fall different on different aspects of the political spectrum. Do you think that those different people and different students of the political spectrum would care about different issues more? Or do you think that the issues that the RM community cares about kind of is not really reflective of their political opinions? I would argue that issues like gun control and like LGBT rights and those kinds of issues, they just tend to naturally lean liberal because, um, I mean, I guess gun control goes both ways. Like, you can either fight for more gun control or fight against gun control. But um, I think issues such as poverty, I think like it's widely agreed upon that poverty is an issue in America. But I think that's like an issue that can really. Um, go both ways of the political spectrum because like I guess the question of how do you address it like how do you deal with it has different like it has a liberal perspective of like more government spending and like has a conservative perspective which is like let the free market deal with it but um I think like the top issue if the top issue was gun control then I would argue that that's more of a liberal issue than the other ones so kind of moving on um, past issues and more like to what the students thought of themselves on the political spectrum. So on a political scale, um, the students responded on a scale from 1 to 10, with 1 being most liberal and 10 being most conservative. 56.6% of the students placed themselves between a 1 and a 4. 21.3% placed themselves at a 5. And 21.3% um, placed themselves on the scale from a 6 to a 10. So what are overall thoughts on this? Uh, do these so forth? Do these, um, do these results surprise you? Um, and if they do, why do they surprise you? Um, I think it surprised me mostly because like there was a lot less, like I guess, more independent views than I thought there would be. Because um, from what I've experienced, I feel like a lot of people at this school are like independent and like sort of lean both sides of the spectrum. But um, it's just like a lot smaller percentage that I would expect but that also makes sense because like we it is a voluntary response survey so like people who voluntarily responded probably had stronger opinions. I think the conservative voice actually kind of surprised me because like while 21% doesn't really seem that like that much like if you just put it in basic mathematical terms I mean like if you were to extrapolate it to the entire school that would basically mean that like one out of every five students at this school is conservative and like I don't know, I just feel like the classroom environment for me just tends to lean very far liberal, like, in some of my classes, literally being, like, centrist or, like, independent is, like, as far right as the environment, as, like, someone is willing to express, so, yeah, that's what 
I was kind of surprised by him. So, um, since we talked about the school in a, in in the general sense, um, on they were also asked to rank the school on that same political spectrum. One being most liberal, ten being most conservative. And 65% of students thought the school was between 1 and a 4. 22.7% ranked it at a 5. And 13.5% ranked it between a 6 and a 10. Um, how, in your opinion, does this compare to people's overall viewpoints and political opinions within the school? And do these results also surprise you? surprise me because in general I feel like RM has a reputation of being very liberal and because of that we have the issue where if we try to write about something political for the tide it's hard to get some someone who has conservative opinions to voice their opinion and be quoted by their name and so with that in mind it's not really that surprising. Do you think that RM should try to, I mean, obviously this is kind of difficult to do, but kind of basing off of what, what you said where you said your, most of your classrooms are kind of more liberal leaning they conservative leaning do you think that the classroom environment and arm as a whole should try to take a more independent and um kind of in-between view or do you think it's fine that we kind of have this lean towards one side of the spectrum i think it depends on the class honestly like for government it makes more sense to be independent because you want to learn from a bias from an unbiased perspective but for the other ones i don't think it's as relevant I think it's also very hard to create a completely independent classroom environment because it does tend to be on your, based on your um, students' like political views. Like for example, we're reading Margaret Atwood in our English classes, and pretty much like every seminar, like a couple of students do tend to compare it to like a liberal leaning issue, and like things, small things like that, really add up to creating like a liberal classroom environment. Because like if the students are going to, I guess, interpret poems or interpret like pretty much anything to be like liberal which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing I think that's really interesting for like connecting what we learn in like classes that don't seem to apply to real life to real life that is naturally going to create a liberal liberal environment in the school no matter what administration or no matter what teachers try to do yeah I agree I think that um classroom environments it's not like the fact that it leans more liberal, it's not because of the class itself. I think it's because of the students in it. And I think that liberal students just tend to, I guess they feel like we're accepted here. So they tend to express their opinions more. So they're the ones being heard more often. So like conservative students, like their viewpoints are probably being quashed and silenced because they don't feel like they don't feel comfortable enough to express it in a class where like, yeah. <laughs> So, going off of that and how comfortable people are expressing their political opinions, um, also in the survey, the students were asked to rank to rank how comfortable they felt sharing their political opinions, with 10 being the most comfortable and 1 being the least. 72.4% ranked themselves as, as 5 or higher on how comfortable they are, and 27.6% ranked themselves as 4 or lower on how comfortable they are expressing their political opinions. Um, how does this correlate to the political demographics of our school, and what do you think of these statistics in general? There's a larger part that feels comfortable sharing their views, and there's also a larger part that's more liberal. And as we were saying before, um, people with stronger views, and especially in a place with a, with a reputation as a liberal environment, liberals are going to be more willing to share their views. Do you think this in any way detracts from bringing more conservative viewpoints and more conservative <coughs> opinions into the conversation? A little 
because if conservatives don't feel comfortable, then they likely won't share their opinions. So, um, kind of just adding on to this a little bit, um, since that 27.6% of students rate themselves for a low on how comfortable they are, do you think RM should make itself more of an open political environment for these students to feel more comfortable expressing their political opinions? Ideally, yes, but I don't really know, like, like, I feel like that initiative has to be student run. Like, if, like the reason that liberal voices have so many traction, like Mary Shannon said, I would kind of attribute it to, like, the prevalence of, like, student clubs, and then, like, I mentioned in class, like, the willingness for students to express their political views. So, like, if, I feel like, like, I don't know, like, I could be biased, really biased, because, like, I lean pretty far liberal, but, like, I think it's up to conservative students to, like, be, to voice themselves more if they want to create a comfortable voice. Like, I remember the Young Republicans Club, which I think was interpreted as, like, a place where conservative students could really discuss their political opinions, have it kind of died out due to lack of, like, underclassmen leadership. So I think it's up to, like, the students themselves to create spaces where they can um, really express their political views and then just naturally express their political views more in the classroom environment. Then that will kind of give way to more, um, I guess, people feeling comfortable to just express their views all over the spectrum. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming. This episode of The Tide Pod was hosted by Brennan Rose and narrated by Grace Burwell. The featured guests were Mary Ma, Shivani Tawari, and Christine Zhu. The script, publicity, and outreach were done by Grace Burwell, Marula Prasad, Brennan Rose, and Ella Koenig. Graphic by Valerie Wang. Music courtesy of Corgan Peters. This episode was edited by Sava Brown and produced by Grace Burwell. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Tide Pod, and we hope you'll join us again. For more information about the Tide Pod and the Tide, visit thermtide.com. The Tide Pod is available to listen to on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Anchor. A special thank you to Anka Bouvier, Zachary Slitter, Vincent Tsai, Lauren Richards, and all of the other survey respondents who provided their opinions to foster positive political discourse. Additionally, the Tide Pod would like to address the delay in the publication of this episode. Due to the technical difficulties and amount of time it took to sort the results of the survey, this episode was published much later than intended. The Tide Pod strives to bring engaging, relevant stories to the students, faculty, and community members of Richard Montgomery on a bi-monthly basis, and we will continue to honor this schedule into the new year. Thank you for listening to our first episode of 2020, and stay tuned for more interesting episodes to come.